This is episode 56 of A Mindset on Things Above. You're listening to part one of Faith February. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) Um, I have had this idea for a while. It's kind of struck me and I thought about it and then I never did anything about it. And here it is again, lo and behold, I have this idea um, to talk about faith and components of a biblical faith um, and answer questions, like common questions that people who do not have a biblical faith have, like common questions that keep them from believing the Bible, trusting the Bible, landing upon a faith. So here we go. This is part one of Faith February. How f- f- fitting. <laughs> um, and I think I was kind of inspired to address some topics specifically, which we're going to do um, throughout the month of February and in these few episodes, because they only post on Fridays. Anywho, um, by conversations I've had with people off and on. So I just like, yeah, out of the blue or sporadically, I'll be talking to people and I'll hear like confusion, like questioning, questioning is more accurate. Like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can know if there's a God or I don't know if I can know what my purpose is, or I only think I know what I'm doing here or where I came from or these kinds of questions that only a biblical worldview can answer. So we're just going to dive right in. Um, I'm going to start by reading Psalm 24 in the King James Version. So it begins, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, <clears throat> you and I. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity or sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So I introduced Faith February on my Facebook profile, and the first question Everybody must answer, whether you are religious or not, whether you profess a faith or not, which we all do, whether you realize it or not. We're going to talk about it. Um, We have to answer the question, where did we come from? So 
a worldview asks four questions. And the first question that is the premise of all of it, because we can't build anything unless we have this foundation secured, is where do we come from? Um, another side note, I really wanted to do this for myself too, to clarify and strengthen my own faith. So I want to do this to encourage um, my fellow believers whom we share the same faith. And I want to challenge and encourage others who don't have a similar faith that I do. Or if you haven't recognized what kind of faith you have or you think you don't have a faith, I just want to ask probing questions um, to get you thinking and to encourage you to really seek these answers. Because whether we realize it or not, we're living our whole entire life answering these questions, whether we've acknowledged it or not. It's really important and I care about you. So um, we have to answer the question, where did we come from? Where did we come from? Where did we go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> I wish I had a sound bite for that, but I don't. So I'm saying it to you. Okay, um, and there's really two options, only two. No matter what belief you have, belief, no belief, faith, no faith, religion, no religion. There's only two options out of all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of religions there are. Um, it comes down to this, either... The universe, the earth, everything was created. Um, yeah, either it was created, I was like, or maybe there's three options. Either it was created by a being or the universe and everything in it came to be all on its own without a creator or maybe it's just always existed. Do you think there's three options? Is that an option? Or it's always existed? You can like, you know, just consider there are three options, two options. But no matter how many options there are, you have to decide on one. And that's what we're going to look at in this episode. The foundational premise of your whole entire life must start on whether you believe, whether... Yeah, you believe there is a creator or not because that is going to determine your whole freaking life. <laughs> okay, so either the universe was created and made by a being, God, or it came into existence all on its own. And that would be the religion of evolution and it's a religion because there are so many questions that are left unanswered that we truly have to say we don't know. So you have to exercise belief in evolution, like pure blind faith in evolution. Just like we have to exercise belief and faith in God. So we like the idea of evolution because 
it allows us to be the God of our own life. We get to do whatever we want to do and not be responsible to a higher power for it. There may be consequences in this life, but ultimately evolution um, allows me to make my own choices and I get to be my own God. And how fun is that? How great and awesome is that? Um, And you see this. (laughs) You see this very prevalent today. People not honoring God or living a life under God, but being their own gods and seeking their own purpose and glory. Um, let me see. I have some verses I want to read along with a little bit of chicken scratch here, but scoffers. Oh, I didn't look up this verse. Scoffers. Um, I, okay. I will reference these verses in the notes because I am a little off the cuff here, but there is a verse that says scoffers in the last days are ignorant of three things, the creation, creation of the universe, the flood, which is very important, um, and how that impacted the world and the future of the world from that point on. And also the coming judgment of God. Um, scoffers, yeah. Non-believers. People who deny and reject God. Uh, and, you know, I think this is what comes to mind. We don't just like walk around. We're like, I deny God. I do not profess God. Like some people may be blatant in that belief. But unbeknownst to, I don't even know statistics, unbeknownst to the, like, any old Joe, I don't know, can I say most people? I don't know. I don't really know. A lot of people, we don't realize that we are rejecting creation, the flood, and the coming judgment of God because we just are busy living our lives. So again, this is one of the reasons I want to do this faith series to encourage you to stop in your day and consider some of these questions rather than bippity boppity boo throughout your life, just doing whatever you feel like doing, whatever seems great to you in the moment and not consider these questions. They're pretty important. So here we go. Romans 1, 20 through 22 in the King James Version says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Be careful. This series is just a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit of a knock on your heart, um, because we it's easy to not be aware that in our quote-unquote so-called wisdom, 
we are actually becoming fools. We are actually fools. We think that the wisdom of this world is all that is necessary to live our life the way we want. And I know last week I was talking about doing big things and living out grandiose dreams. <sighs> Let me read Matthew. Well, Matthew nineteen four states that God made mankind in the beginning. In the beginning, he made them male and female. It, are, it also says that in Mark 10. Um, 2 Timothy 4.3 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And shall be turned unto fables. Um, I just want to knock on your heart and encourage you to examine what you believe. Um, wherever you're at, okay. And the following episodes and this Faith February is just gonna look at. The truth, <laughs> to put it blatantly. Okay. Deuteronomy 13.4 says, Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Which is what we're confronted with if there is a creator of the universe. So if the world was designed and put here on purpose, it had a beginning. It began by the intention and purpose of a higher power, a.k.a. God. If that is true, then Deuteronomy 13.4 tells us what we should do. To walk after the Lord our God and fear him and keep his commandments. Hmm. Are we doing that? Are the people that you follow in your day-to-day life, are they doing that? Do they acknowledge God? Or do they see themselves as God? Because um, you either have two options. You either believe that the universe was created or it happened all on its own and there is no god there is no designer creator therefore you just make your own choices and you decide what's best for you interesting though um there are laws of the universe that must come from a lawgiver and we may look at that later um i'm going to talk about where some of my resources where I'm getting some of my information and I definitely encourage all y'all to check it out if you have not heard of um, Kent Hovind is one resource that is worth checking out. I will link that in my notes. All right, so there's four questions that every worldview tries to answer and When you listen to people talk, you can get an idea of their answers to these questions. Whether they have itching ears that 
ignore sound doctrine and scoff at creation and the coming judgment and just think, you know, you can tell what people's answers are to these questions just by listening to them talk and consider for yourself what your answers are when you listen to yourself think and talk. So question one is who am I and what is my worth? Like, am I even important? Why am I here? Is life valuable? Um, who am I? Am I just an animal? Am I just a mammal? Am I the result of evolution? Like rocks and germs and whatever else? Amoeba? Did I just come from nothing and therefore I am worth nothing? Um, who am I? What is my worth? Question two, how did I get here? <laughs> Where did I come from? And that's kind of what I'm talking about today. We have to answer, we have to decide and discover, determine where we came from. How did I get here? Was it by design or was it by accident? Was it from nothing or from a creator? Question three, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Am I just here to pursue my own desires and do what I want to do? Whether that's good, bad, or ugly, does it even matter? If I don't have worth or value and I came from nothing, what is my purpose? What should I do here? Are there consequences to my life? Am I just free to sit on my couch and eat bonbons all day? Why, why not? And just thinking about this is why... There's so much confusion and hopelessness in the world because if we don't see a higher purpose to our lives beyond living the American dream or getting an education and then getting a job and then raising a family and why? What is it all for? What is the reason? And that's where um, desperation and hopelessness come in. When you try to answer this question outside of a biblical worldview because as i mentioned the bible or maybe i'll mention it it now (laughs) the bible is the only um the only source the only place that answers and satisfies all of these questions beyond the shadow of any doubt it purely answers all these questions perfectly all right And so if you don't have the Bible or a biblical worldview and you try to answer the question, what is my purpose? I don't know. What is the answer to that? Mm, It just leads to depression. Confusion. Yeah. All right. And then question four, where do we go from here? What happens when I die? Where did you come from? Where did you go? All right. That's the last time I'm going to sing that. What happens and where do I go after I die? Dude, this is why I'm also presenting this series and confronting you with these questions. Because don't wait. Uh, Okay, if you are outside of a biblical worldview, you're going to avoid this question like the devil. You are going to run and avoid answering, looking at this question. Why? Because... It's probably going to invoke fear. Like, if you can't answer, like, I don't know. I don't know what happens when I die. Would you be afraid of that? Oh my gosh. I would be scared out of my wits. 
if I couldn't answer with certainty, with confidence, what happens when I die? Talk about yikes. All right, so those are the four questions. And today, we have to answer where did we come from? That's the first question I want to look at. Either we were created by a creator, the universe, the world, the earth, human beings, which would then mean we have to answer to the creator because he's in charge, because he made us. Um, uh, there is a, um, I can't even think of the word. Literally can't think of it. Like a belief that there is a God, he made the world, and then he just like step back and has nothing to do with it. What is that stance? You're either an atheist, a theist, a deist, um, and then whatever the ist is, <laughs> maybe something created the universe and then they just like let it be and now we're just doing our own thing without the creator. as an option but if you believe the world the universe was created then you must answer to the creator and a lot of people don't like that and so we opt for the option of we came out of nothing and I am my own god I get to be the god of my own life and I answer to no one I live for no one else's edification but my own um, okay, I did not look up Isaiah fourteen thirteen, but it says, Thou sayest in thine heart. That's the only thing I wrote on that. This creator knows everything that you have ever said in, in the deepest re- recesses of your heart. Every thought you've ever had in your mind. And you are going to be held accountable to that one day. To this creator. Um, all right, so I want to offer, I'm not going to dig super deep because I am not an apologist. I, I do enjoy apologetics. I think it's extremely interesting. Um, and I am not a scientist, um, but I do encourage you to do your own research because there is plenty of data and information and everything you could ever need to come to a decision. You don't have to remain confused um, or willingly ignorant. Um, that is a reference. I will put it below. I did not jot that down. Um, but there is what you need to come to a decision. Evolution, creation. Those are your options. We were created or we came from nothing and I am my own God. They're both, they both need belief. They both require belief. Um, And we're going to talk more about that later. So let's see where I want to go. Oh, I do. I think, (laughs) I do apologize that this has kind of just been ping-ponging everywhere. But I am going to share a couple minutes, like five minutes of this clip talking about evolution. And then I'm going to let you go from there. So I will leave you with this. If you share a biblical faith with me, I invite you to tag along 
for Faith February because I want to strengthen your faith um, and encourage you maybe to look at things that you maybe didn't have an answer for or hadn't looked at because it seemed confusing or like, I don't know. (laughs) And if you are in a place that you do not share a biblical worldview, um, I encourage you to take a look and dig for your own answers. Tag along with me for Faith February because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And there is truth. You can find the truth. Okay. Um, yeah. So I will end with this five, six minute clip. You can either peace out here or tune on in and then check out the show notes. I will see you next week. Evolution has six different meanings. First of all, there'd have to be cosmic evolution, the origin of time, space, and matter. You can Google, where did God come from by Ken Hovind and see my two minute answer to that question, where did God come from, which has gone viral on the internet with 60 million views. Time, space, and matter, each one of those is a trinity, and each one of these has to come into existence at the same time, in a certain order. If you had matter, but no space, where would you put it? If you had matter and space, but no time, when would you put it? God answers all this in 10 words. In the beginning, there's time. God created the heaven, there's space, and the earth. He made time, space, matter in that order. And time is a trinity. There's three parts, past, present, future. You can't have one without the other two. Soon as you have past, you instantly have present and future. Space is three dimensions, length, width, height. You can't have just one or two. That's why the flat earth idea is wrong. It has to be three dimensional, it has to be. Matter comes in three flavors, solid, liquid, gas. Plasma is just a hotter gas. But the Big Bang Theory is a big dud But that's the cosmic evolution, and you can Google it. That is a real phrase, and it's part of the evolution theory. This one is silly, not true, crazy, but that's part of it. Secondly, there have to be chemical evolution. Because if the Big Bang Theory were true, it would produce hydrogen, maybe helium, maybe a little bit of lithium, deuterium. How do you get all these other elements? You mean to tell me you can get gold, silver, and platinum from hydrogen gas? I'd like to learn how to do that. Yeah. They say, well, yeah, fusion in stars. Well, you can't fuse past iron. So how do you get gold, silver, and platinum out of hydrogen gas? I'd like to see how that's done, please. They don't talk about it much, but there would have to be chemical evolution, number two. Number three, there'd have to be stellar evolution. The stars would have to evolve. Nobody's ever seen a star form. You go up on our sand dunes here at Dinosaur Adventureland and see a bazillion stars, but we've never seen one form. We don't know how a single one of these stars managed to form. Nobody understands or can demonstrate star formation. Not even good theoretical answers. The origin of stars represents one of the most fundamental unsolved problems of contemporary astrophysics. No one really understands star formation. It's remarkable. What they do see is stars blow up once in a while, called a nova or a supernova. That happens every 30 years or so, a star blows up. That's the opposite. Where's one forming? You can go out, they did a study with one of the big telescopes, I think it was the Hubble. They zoomed in on a spot the size of a grain of sand held at arm's length. They said, we don't think there's anything in that spot. 
as they zoomed in on that one little spot as big as a grain of sand held at arm's length, they said, whoa, there's more stars in here than we can count. So they did an estimate of how many are in that spot and calculated, okay, well, how much would that be over all of space? Just do the math. They said there's probably 70 sextillion stars, which means that's 11 trillion for every person on Earth. 11 trillion each. That means if the universe is 13.7 billion years old, there'd have to be 9.7 million new stars forming every minute for 13.7 billion years. Where's all this matter coming from? This is pure fairy tale stuff. Hitler said, if you tell a lie, tell a big one. People will believe it. Boy, you're crazy to believe in cosmic evolution or stellar evolution. Number four would have to be organic evolution, the origin of life. How did life get started? Nobody knows how a mixture of lifeless chemicals became a living cell. They can't even make it happen. One atheist I was debating, he said, Hovind, what are you going to say if scientists make life in the laboratory? I said, well, I'd like to point out, they're nowhere close to making life in the laboratory. Nowhere close. He said, well, yeah, you're right. I said, but if a bunch of scientists make life in the laboratory, I guess that would demonstrate that it takes intelligence to make life. Wouldn't it? It would prove my point, not yours.